Hello and welcome and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Um, we have a special conversation that we're having here on business owners. Imagine you have your own business and you have had to shut down. That's what uh, people across the country who are business owners here in Canada with the COVID-19 situation have had to do. So today we have two business owners. First of all, joining us in this special discussion is Misha Gelb, who is the chief instructor and owner of BC Helicopters. And their motto there is, I believe this is true, with helicopter training at its best. Is that correct, Misha? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and one of the things we talk about is uh, don't just learn, but learn the experience, exactly. Experiencing something special in your life, yeah. yeah. So, Misha, thank you for joining us and um, here on, on It Is Written Canada. And we also feel very honored to have with us Ruben Diaz, who invests in startups and he is a serial entrepreneur. Welcome, Ruben. Thank you very much, Renee. It's a pleasure to be in your program. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to talking to both of you about the realities of how this pandemic is affecting business owners and also how your faith helps you personally to face this crisis. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Ruben, I'm going to ask you, would you be willing to pray for us, please? Sure. Yes. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for being together here and having the opportunity to to praise you, to thank you, first of all, because of life and health that you've given to each one of us. We ask you that uh, you would give us wisdom in this conversation, that this is going to be useful to others. And also we pray for the world in general, for the people that are suffering, people that have challenges because of this uh, very particular situation and signs of times. We ask that you will support each one of us and your faithful people. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. 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 So almost no one alive uh, on the earth right now has gone through a pandemic um, like the Spanish flu. There might be a few people who are still alive who experienced that, but this is a completely uncharted territory and, and especially for people who are in business. Um, so first of all, we want to talk about it in terms of business. Of course, this whole conversation is about that. Misha, as a as a chief instructor and the owner of uh, BC Helicopters, um, yeah. what does that mean to you? What does it What does it mean to you that we're going through uncharted territories uh, territory with this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a super unique experience. Obviously, like you said, nobody's experienced this before, right? And uh, it was it was one of those cases of I think a lot of people felt the same way that you know you see it emerging out of China and and you think oh wow that's that's pretty wild and uh, you know, every day goes by and then, then every week and it starts getting a little closer to home until the day where you get the email saying, all right, you guys have to shut your doors. You have to actually send everybody home. And that's uh, that was a big moment for us. You know, just we're we're in a business that's, you know, there's a there's a lot of money invested. And, you know, if our helicopters are not in the air, you're losing a lot of money every day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're just programmed that every day. We have to keep those helicopters flying as much as possible, otherwise we're losing revenue. And so to all of a sudden kind of shift gears and kind of have a paradigm shift and say like, wow, okay, we're going to be closed for this foreseeable future um, is, is a very interesting place to be. <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting shift seeing that over the, the days and the weeks um, as things you know crossed over the globe and eventually landed here. 
So, so let's talk about that shift. What did yeah. it look like before? What's your, you know, and now um, currently, how yeah. have you made any strategic plans to try and get through this? Yeah, so I mean, uh, before this all shut down, we had a full class of students. Uh, we had six students on the go, a couple that were finishing up. And, um, you know, we had two instructors that were flying full time. And then my brother, uh, Sancho and myself were flying as well. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was, we have a lot of employees, we have a full time engineer, secretary, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, people that were working full time on this. And then, like I say, you know, you, you shift gears now to today. And basically, everybody's at home, our secretary is working from home answering emails, uh, flight instructors are not flying. And, and there's pretty much no business being done here at this point, you know, we have a little bit of maintenance in the shop. And, um, you know, we have a pipeline patrol that is once a week, one flight per week that's considered essential services. So we're still allowed to do that. Um, but that's that's basically it, right? And um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and the probably the most interesting thing, you know, a lot of businesses is, is um, forecasts and predictions and things like that and saying, okay, you know, six months from now, we'll have this plan in place and so forth. Um, with this, it's it's open-ended, right? You know, you don't know if you're gonna be shut for a week, a month, a year, like, at this point, it's, it's very open-ended and, you know, there's, we're, we're far enough into it that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And so it seems like, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, we can get back to work, but back up two, three weeks ago, and it, it was really anybody's guess, right? Which it still is to a certain extent right now, but. So, um, Ruben, you are an entrepreneur and I know that you have a number of projects on the go mm -hmm. most of the time. <laughs> so let's talk about your business as an entrepreneur what does your work life usually look like and how has it been affected by this pandemic right so my particular situation it's it's funny because there are some areas that were not affected at all and i'll, I'll explain why and some other areas that were very very affected the area that was not affected is that because i have a structure and a system put in place that pretty much everybody works remotely. So we're working remotely and most of the people I work with work from home, a very small office. Things in terms of operation have not changed much, right? But then I have business that I invest in. So businesses are different and have the, the particulars of the operation that were really impacted. And then we have also the area of the appetite and the yeah, just the, the whole feeling of the financial crisis that this has brought that also slows down things and uh, has put the, uh, another layer of consideration of risk management. So if you have a, you know, a certain investment that you're going to do and there were some assumptions that were present before and all of a sudden you have this tsunami that just changes everything, then in that case you have to Reevaluate, but the problem right now is the reevaluation. It's so hard to to do, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. It's the unprecedented situation in the world because it's so global. And at the same time, I was watching the other day because we both love aviation, and I didn't share this with Misha, but I was watching last night. If you look at some videos of the amount of airplanes that are on the ground, they're literally some airports that have their runways, just the whole runway with parked airplanes. Yeah. This is unthinkable, right? This is unthinkable. So this situation makes, uh, will obviously have a lot of impact 
in investment. My life is investing and considering opportunities for reward. The reward is associated with risk. And with the risk changes dramatically, you have to really do more equations that you really don't know the formula at this point. So I know that you have a, a, a restaurant, for example. Mm-hmm. Have you had to uh, lay off your employees there? Yeah, that's a very good point because uh, you know some of my businesses are in tech and then I have some situations that have presence in, let's say, brick and mortar. Right? And they have, uh, those are completely different because, as you said, the, the, the restaurant, they, as an example, we tried to keep it open as much as we could in Portugal because it's located in Portugal. But the problem there is that the laws of the quarantine have been so strict that it was not possible to keep it at the, to a certain point. And we kept, then we did, uh, we tried to keep the, um, um, the takeaway. Takeaway uh, is something that, for example, in Canada, we see that some businesses, some restaurants are doing fairly well. Not, we can't say well, but they're managing to keep their staff. But because we were very, very focused, touristic, market a restaurant tourists are gone right yeah. tourists are gone so our market was just uh, uh, evaporated uh, all of a sudden i'll say it, it took us about four or five days to realize that we didn't have a, a, any business to serve so we had to shut down and do a layoff yes um, temporary obviously we yeah. hope they will come back it's a different by country by country in europe i think the situation uh, from what i know because i have investments in europe and also the conflict that I have permitted with Europe, it's much more severe. And uh, it's, it's much harder to make um, decisions because you have a situation that the risk, I believe, there, at least the way that is just being managed in the society and the whole expectations, the risk is very, very different from what I see from in Canada. Mm-hmm. So yes, we had to shut down. In that case, or wait for better moments that will come. So, um, so obviously, um, for both of you, your businesses are going to. You've explained to us what they're looking like now, currently, uh-huh. yeah. but they're going to look different after COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh-huh. they, it's it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. So, uh-huh. how would yeah. you explain that difference? Um, Misha, like how are things going to be different afterwards? Yeah, I mean, that's part of what we we still need to see. And that's, I guess, you know, that's where the scary part is. It's because for us, you know, we're, our majority of our business is flight training. So we're teaching people how to fly. Mm. And a lot of people have saved a lot of money and they have investments and so forth that they're relying on to, at, at the perfect point in their life, to be able to cash out on what they need to or get the loans that they need to and then go to helicopter school because this is what they want to do for a career and what and for a living. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we're going to see, we, we're in a, a blessed place where, you know, we are very booked for the foreseeable future, you know, until um, May of 2021, we're fully booked, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's, that's great to see. But all of a sudden, you know, you could start seeing a lot of those students just pulling out saying, you know, I had the finances, but now I don't. Um, or, you know, I, I lost my job. And so now I'm not going to be able to afford it. You know, there's going to be several cases where people are just going to have to pull out based on the, the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there's that, that, I guess that underlying fear there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that 
we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but um, there's, there's definitely a trust in God that no matter what, it's, it's, we're still going to weather through it, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, Ruben, you, you like to kind of look at the risk and, and evaluate that. You're looking at now COVID-19 as an issue. Um, will that affect the way that you do business in the future? Like how, how do you think in terms of business? Has this, has this changed or do you think we're going to come out of this and everything's going to be the same? No, in, in terms of principle of ana- analyzing risk reward, I don't think there is much change. It does uh, call to attention that unpredictability is very present and you have to make plans also to scrap your plan and do something totally different. Yeah. I think this, this, this crisis has given us the, um, that very clear sense that if the world needed flexibility and fast adjustment in the business world, now you need even more. Yeah, uh, I think there's a there's actually you know, if you look at history through situations, I won't say similar, but at least very big crises, you know, wars, big world wars, or even other pandemics, or you know situations that uh, really had a high, hard hit, uh, at least in a big region of the world, or most in the world, you see a shift of wealth, and I think that's going to happen as well. It's going to happen between people that identify opportunities and react fast and they can shift their focus and they can adapt their business. But if you keep the same models of Randy and you keep the same way you do things, you believe that it's going to continue the same way. I think that's probably going to be a big mistake in business. Mm-hmm. So you got to be uh, very um, prepared to look at things in a way that you will need, you have to get that opportunity and in a way that you should probably readapt. Again, the same thing you have analyzed, you know, uh, a year ago, a month ago, or a week ago, or yesterday. That's the, the issue because the, the need of flexibility, I think it is the, the big uh, spotlight of this, uh, this crisis. You need to be very, very flexible identify opportunities. I think, I believe, I said again, I believe there's going to be a shift of some wealth between people that don't react fast and people that do react fast. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. And what kind, what kind of areas do you think uh, are people need to really move into that, that this is kind of highlighted? Yeah, I'll give you an example. So uh, if you look again about the, the airline business, I believe the airline business is going to be hit really, really hard. And it's unfortunate. I like to travel. I love to travel around the world. Mm-hmm. I think that one thing that you cannot replace, let's pick up this example. You can't really replace the experience of tourism. You got to go somewhere else and you feel the whole thing. There could be, you know, VR glasses and all that stuff, but never going to be the same thing. Like you can't replace that. It's the experience of going to that place and, and being a different culture and smelling and eating different food. I think that's that's still a market that's going to be demand for that. It will take a while before people will get that place. But uh, if you look at business travel, oh, I think it's a completely different thing. And I've ta- actually talked uh, yesterday with um, a friend of mine that runs a very, very big corporation. I mean, it's a stock photo company in the U.S. And the, the slash of the budget on travel costs was from, you know, I won't say hundreds, but tens of millions of dollars to almost nothing. And what has, what has been found is actually business can survive with things like this. Yes. So see that, that's, that's the big, that's the big uh, 
a challenging opportunity. If you look at companies like, for example, the ones the company that we're using now of this this tool, that stock is skyrocketing, right? <laughs> so uh, opportunities that you can adapt to new reality, you there's business there to be done. Now, I love again to travel, I love airlines, but the thing is. Business travel, I think, is going to change dramatically because now you have seen that some things are possible and there is a paradigm shift that now companies are saying, no, why would you travel? Instead of doing 20 travels, you can do two. They're really, really essential. The rest, do remotely. Yeah. So those things, in, in practice, one thing that I believe is going to change dramatically. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can see that. Even after, you know, even after the, 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 the pandemic, if it's over, when it's over, because now you have found ways to do the same thing at a much you know, more effective way and less cost in terms of time, of money to obtain the same result. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So let's, let's jump to faith in God. Um, how is it hard having faith in God going through these times, uh, Misha? Um, yeah, so I kind of alluded to that earlier. We we bought this business in 2008, just before the, the last big sort of financial crisis. And uh, we invested everything you could imagine in, into the business. And all of a sudden, you know, our, our revenue was cut, uh, cut in less than a quarter. Wow. And um, so there was a big shift. And, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs since then. And, you know, like I say, we're in a blessed position right now to be <clears throat> fully booked out for a while. And so that's that's an amazing place to be, but it, it definitely wasn't always like this. And so, you know, I think um, everything in life, God gives us these trials so that he can help us grow, right? And so if I, if I would have bought this business last year, um, I think this right now would be a really trying time. It would be really, really stressful. Um, but we've seen things like this in, in our business. And we've, we've seen, you know, months where we weren't able to pay the rent and uh, you know, our, our lease payments and all this kind of stuff. And somehow at the end of the month, there was enough money in there uh, to be able to make the payments. Right. And, you know, so we've seen miracles in ways that we, we couldn't really imagine, you know, we crunched the numbers and it, it didn't work. And then somehow at the end of the month it did and we could continue on. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, so being in a position that we're in right now, there was moments definitely when, not not in the near term, not looking at the, you know, oh, well, let it, you know, are we going to make it to next month or something? But looking at the future and saying, how is this going to affect our business six months or a year or three years down the road? Yeah. And, you know, that fear would sort of start creeping up. And then you'd have to remind yourself and, you know, talking to my wife, Amy, and she said, you know, listen, you know, you know where we've come from, you know what God's brought us through, right? And, uh, and so all of a sudden, it just it kills that fear in a hurry, because you know that God's there with you. And, um, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what happens because, you know, whether we have this business or not, you know, we have our health, we have our life at the moment, and, and that's all we can really hope for. And so um, it really, you know, it takes that fear away knowing that it, at the end of the day, the result doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is that we still have that connection with God and we have that faith and trust. And, you know, if, if God wants us to continue running this business, then he's going to um, provide in, in ways that we have no idea and, and we're going to be able to get through it. So. Um, yeah, so I think there's definitely, there's, there's a lot of trust and faith that, um, we have to do our part as much as we're capable of and -hmm. God's going to definitely do the rest. So, Mm -hmm. and what about you, Ruben? Um, let's talk about your faith in God and has it been difficult during these times right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that one of the biggest uh, elements of uh, possible erosion of faith is expectations. We as humans, 
we have expectations. We think that you know, this uh, crisis is going to be solved. You might have one idea, I might have another idea, Mike another idea. You have this expectation. This expectation that it's going to be solved in a certain way. So we pray that it will happen that certain way. But the only expectation that we should have is that Jesus is going to return soon. That's yeah. the big expectation. Mm-hmm. And that expectation, that's our focus expectation. Now, things, how are they going to you know, go about to reach that point? That's really the problem that it could erode your faith. Because if things don't go exactly what you think, if you look, think a little bit about this, I've thought about it, is that if it doesn't go exactly as I think, then I might have a risk of losing some of my faith. Because no, God, you know, I happened this, happened that, you know, I did this, and, and what's happening here? But the expectation that we put in our minds, how is this COVID-19 going to be solved? How long will it take? You know, how many the new waves are going to come? How is it going to affect this business or my business? We got to put things in God's hand as the ultimate goal. We are here on this earth to make one decision. And the decision is my heart to give to Jesus. That's it. That's the only decision. We're, that's the only purpose to be here. Now we have, we do business. We do things to, to because God has given us talents and, and creativity and ability to work. But we are, we're really on a trial here. We're a trial of making a decision that we are lost, but Jesus gives us that opportunity to leave this uh, um, permanent um, status of loss. So the expectation that we have, uh, how we're going to solve things in our human way, I think it's the big erosion of faith. So I don't want to have expectations. I want to have an open mind that we're here for one purpose, and that purpose is to renew our commitment to Jesus every single day. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's, that's very encouraging. Thank you so much, Ruben. So encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I like what Misha said. I mean, we're looking, you're looking back in your experience in the past um, and you're saying, hey, God was with me then. Mm-hmm. He's going to be with me now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever it is, whether it's this business or something else, he's yeah. taking care of me. Yeah. So that gives you a lot of confidence. It does. Yeah, it's an it's, it's a, a empowering way to live, I think. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine if we didn't have Jesus? It would be it would be tough. There'd be there'd be a lot of fear and a lot of stress. I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or because you or, have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. But we know we have the privilege that the Bible tells us what's going to happen. You know, very grand finale. Yeah, it's a very yeah. it's a very happy finale. We got to rejoice in that and use these moments to strengthen our faith and other people's faith. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a fascinating thought experiment that we're in right now. Just to think that, you know, what if what if this one thing, this this COVID nineteen, is the catalyst that really sets off the final events for Jesus to come back, right? And and I'm by no means saying that that, that it is, but it gives us the the moment to pause and to to sort of put that thought into play and say, am I am I ready for that to happen? You know, and it, my wife Amy and I really had a, a sit down about that and and thought, wow, we talk our whole lives about the events of the end. As, as though they're supposed to happen any time, but are we really ready for that to happen if that were to actually, you know, really be the case? And, you know, so I think it's a, it's a great experience for us in that front to, to be put in the sh- shoes of having to think, what if this is, you know, our final moments here on this planet? Um, whether it is or not is, is irrelevant because it puts our mindset in that place to, to say, am I ready for that? You know, am I where I need to be with my relationship with God and my trust and faith in him and so forth. And so right. um, I think in that way, it's, it's actually been a really refreshing and good experience. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Bible. Um, 
the fact that we know these things that that it is written in the bible um is there is there anything in the bible for you reuben um maybe a, a favorite verse or an assurance that you get from from reading the scriptures that helps you in relation to your personal life and also in relation to business mm-hmm. yeah the uh the bible i usually say the bible is the best business book and the best uh, manual for life because you have so many uh, situations in the bible that you can see illustrations that actually you can use today they were experienced and actually written thousands of years ago so the the bible is the anchor um you know i remember the, the verse that jesus says that he will he went and to bear a place for us so that uh, where he is, we might always be. Um, so the, 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 the promise here again is a promise of we're going through a temporary uh, challenge of the COVID-19, but also a temporary challenge as a life. You know, mm-hmm. Each one of us has our own challenges. And the challenge that we have as a person is an opportunity for us to make a decision for him. So the Bible is the anchor where I go. You know, I'm trying to, be disciplined. Uh, Misha and I have a habit of waking up really early. I think he's waking up at five. I woke up at five today again, 5.15 around that time. And the first thing I want to do is read my Bible. The first thing, I don't pick up the phone. I don't connect the phone. I don't, you know, I wait to, uh, for that uh, other things for business to come. And th- the purpose of that is to give me an anchor for the day. But if I don't use that anchor, if I think I can fill my cup, you know, as like, some type of tank, I could use it throughout the month. It doesn't work that way. You got to feel the challenges of every day are the challenges of those 24 hours when you're conscious. When you go to sleep, then you, you kind of have a break. The other day when you wake up, you got to go back to the basics again, get that full, uh, cup filled again. So because you're going to face the challenges and there's, again, a world of unpredictability. And this COVID-19 has given us that lesson. Everything is very unpredictable. So there's many, many lessons. We could talk about that in a different situation. I don't remember one specific now, but I like to pick up illustrations of the Bible that we can find similar situations of challenges and big heroes of faith and how they went about to live their lives. That's our anchor. That's the appeal that we should do to each person that we, we meet in a personal relationship. Yeah, yeah, and I love that, Ruben, to, you know, to have that morning connection, I think, is so vital. It's It's like... You know, if you have an electric vehicle, you got to plug that thing in to make sure it's right. ready for you for the next day, right? And uh, I think for, for me, it's exactly the same thing. You know, wake up at five in the morning, and the first thing you do before you go anywhere to, you know, you're in your devices or connect to the world in any way, you're going to crack the book open and you're going to start reading about, you know, somebody that is so much bigger than you and, and has your back, right? You know, I think of the verse um, where Jesus is going to strengthen you and uphold you with his righteous right hand. And, you know, where we don't have to have fear because he, he does have a righteous right hand uh, that, that, that's big enough to uphold us. And so, um, you know, that connection in the morning, that plug in is, I think, what fuels us uh, as Christians for the day to have that faith and confidence. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you very much for taking the time, Ruben and Misha, and uh, really just the encouragement that we can trust God's word um, and we can trust God. To, to come through for us, that he is there for us, and uh, no matter what we go through. And we have expectations. Um, our greatest expectation is that we will be um, with Jesus living eternally, 
which he has promised for each one of us. And he says, don't let your heart be troubled. I've gone to prepare a place for you and I'm gonna come again. And uh, where I am, you may be also. So thank you for sharing your faith and uh, for encouraging us. And I just wanna remind you uh, as, as viewers and each one of us, and remind myself as well, the words of Jesus where he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.